welcome to the Spark to Your Success. My name is TJ Dow and I believe we all have a bright spark inside. When you find yours and light it up, not only do you light up inside, and that feels amazing, but you'll light up the world around you, allowing other people to feel that amazing too. What a great gift to give, not just to yourself, but to all those people around you. The Spark to Your Success podcast is designed to bring you a little inspiration, a little bit of insight and some positivity to get you on your way today. So welcome to this episode for young people and of course the young at heart. Now today's episode starts a mini series for us. We've done a mini series in a little while have we? And uh, this series is around sexual and gender identity, sexuality and young people. I really want to go deeper, which is why we are doing it as a mini series, because we're going to look into some really important issues for young people and for parents of young people who maybe are exploring these issues as well. And that can be a challenging and confusing time for both young people and parents. So we have a big topic to cover. It's definitely in the let me bring you a little bit of insight category of our inspiration, insight and positivity. But I think it's really important in this day and age with a very different view on sexual and gender identity with this generation and a lot more openness about those things with this generation. But we really do need to turn it into a mini series in order to give it some time and space within the podcast series to really understand all of the different language that goes with it as well. We have a lesson in terminology. (laughs) I'm going to turn into a dictionary today. (laughs) And even for me, exploring this, you know, words that I've never even heard of that I want to share with you to explain what they mean when you come across it within this big subject. And so I really do encourage you to take lots of notes as we go through, uh, particularly this episode, to really understand, get the basic foundation and framework for some of the words and the language and the jargon that might come up in the series uh, as the episodes unfold. Today, we are exploring sexual and gender identity. And in the next episode, we're going to have a little look at some of the history back in time and bringing us up to date with the things that have changed in a lot of countries and things that have not changed in a lot of countries as well. And I think some of the information that you'll discover in that episode will be both eye opening and um, maybe a little bit shocking as well, as we just put some uh, preframe around the background of where we are today. And then following on from that episode, we are going to be hearing the voices of young people, uh, interviews with young people around their thoughts, their experiences, as they've been finding out who they really are in terms of sexual and gender identity. I really want to take some time to set the scene for these interviews with these next two episodes. As I said, such an important subject for lots of people and for young people, it really is everything to them that they feel comfortable in their own skin, that they can discover who they really are, be accepted for who they really are and show up in the world, those bright lights that they really are because they are comfortable and people 
are comfortable with them as well. One of the things that I really want to achieve through this series as well is to educate all of us, including myself, in all of these matters, because I'm aware that we do have a lot of young at heart people who listen to the podcast. And I think it's a great opportunity for this podcast to be able to help intergenerationally, to be able to help parents, to support their young people, to go through their journeys in finding out who they are. And so this is as much for parents as it is for young people. Or maybe you work with young people and it's important that you understand these journeys as well. So please do take lots of notes, uh, particularly in getting your head around some of the jargon and the language that you might not be so familiar with. If you have any questions or you do want to reach out for some extra information or support, whether you're a young person or a parent or somebody working with young people, um, then please do reach out. And um, you can contact me at tjdow at sparktoyoursuccess.co.uk. Let me say that again, tjdow at sparktoyoursuccess.co.uk. Or you can always reach me through the website, www.backontractteens.com. I give you a moment to go and grab your pen and some paper or find a page on your device. And so here we go. We're going into the definitions. This is where I get to become a dictionary today. So let's talk about sexual and gender identity. Uh, Talking about the difference between sex, gender and sexual and gender identity. Let me clarify those a little bit sexuality or sexual orientation. That means the sexual feelings that we are experiencing towards other people. That can include a sexual, physical and romantic attraction. And so that's what we mean by sexuality. And there are many different types of sexuality. So here are the main ones for you. Straight, that's the attraction to the opposite sex or heterosexual. The next one, gay. That's an attraction to somebody of the same sex. Lesbian, that's an attraction to someone of the same sex, but refers specifically to women. Bisexual, that's an attraction to multiple genders. For example, that could be men, women, or non-binary. And I'll explain that term a little bit later as we go, if you're not familiar with non-binary. The next one, pansexual, an attraction between people regardless of their gender. And then there's also asexual or no sexual romantic attraction at all. Another word for asexual um, is aromantic. That's what all one word, not a romantic, but aromantic. That was a new one on me, I have to say. And so... In other words, uh, no sexual or romantic attraction at all. And then you have what's called questioning. Now, questioning, that's often used with someone um, who is bi-curious and they're not sure yet about their sexuality. They're questioning it, as that term would infer. And so they like to be referred to as questioning. And the next one on my list is queer. That's an umbrella term for anyone who is not straight 
and or cisgender. Uh, cisgender may be also a word that you're not familiar with. I will explain that one too in a little while. So some people know from a very young age what their sexual and gender identity is, but for others, it might take a long time to figure that out. And it's very confusing in that time for a lot of people as they're trying to understand where they sit with their sexuality uh, and even to know all of those definitions. Although lots of people actually prefer not to label their sexuality because they don't want to be stereotyped or judged or discriminated against. And for other people, actually having the label is really helpful because it means they can find other people with those labels to be able to connect with and become part of a community of people so that they feel that they fit in. They don't feel like they're different and standing out. And so it's important to have that group of people supporting them and having them around them, being part of their own tribe, so to speak, and um, with people that understand their sexuality or gender. That being said, there's no pressure to decide. Nobody has to decide at any time what label they have or whether they even want a label. It's about being comfortable in your own skin, knowing who you are and loving who you are and accepting who you are so that you can show up confident in who you are. Sexuality changes for some people sometimes, you know, part one part of life, they may find that they have one sexual orientation and later in life that might change. It doesn't have to be set in stone. It can be flexible and can be fluid. And so your label, the label you choose, if you choose to have a label, may change over time as well. Next, we're going to talk about gender rather than sexual identity. So sex and gender are actually two different things, and it's important to recognise this difference. And I think this is where for some people the conversation is really confusing because they don't understand the difference between sex and gender. Let's see if we can pick that apart, shall we, and make it really clear. Here we go. So sex is assigned at birth and generally refers to the biological aspects of an individual, usually male or female, or it could be intersex. Gender, as referred to by the Office of National Statistics, easy for you to say, on their website, and I quote, gender is a social construction relating to behaviours and attributes based on labels of masculinity and femininity. Gender identity is personal and it's based on an internal perception rather than external appearance. And it's on a spectrum. It might not match the sex you were assigned at birth. There are a few main genders that we need to define. So here we go again, pens and paper at the ready to catch the different genders, to be able to get your head around and understand what's meant by the terminology. Uh, so here's a word that I mentioned uh, earlier. This one was a new one on me not that long ago. And that word is cisgender, C-I-S-G-E-N-D-E-R, cisgender. That means that you identify as the sex that you were assigned at birth. So if you were born female, you associate as female. If you were born male, you associate as male. Transgender is a person whose gender does not match the sex they were assigned at birth. And you can be transgender and not have had to have surgery to reassign your gender. It's just you don't feel inside that you were the person that you 
are on the outside. I think it's important uh, to understand that that non-binary gender is a gender identity that is neither male nor female. They don't feel like either of those things. Other terms might include genderqueer or agender. A little bit like aromantic, that's one word, not two, agender. Gosh, there's so many words to get your head around today. Isn't it? I do feel like that dictionary. But I think it's really important that we understand the language of the subject. And, uh, and I apologise if it is a little bit digital today. Uh, I, I have to admit that I am struggling a little bit because it's not quite as easy. It's not quite as easy to be conversational. But it is really important to get a solid foundation so that when we get into some of the deeper conversations, you know exactly what these terms mean. I do have some more of those terms for you, though. I'm not done with you yet. So another part of gender is pronouns. These are words that we use to refer to people. The most common pronouns are he, she, him, her. <laughs> now, this is something that I was not aware of until, gosh, probably the last four or five months that people were actually using pronouns and that pronouns were so important to people. I didn't even know it actually was a thing. And uh, so it's fascinating to me to see this new generation are really defining themselves in these ways and that it is important to them. They think so differently. And we need to get on board with that to respect how people like to be referred to so that they can feel understood and we can address them properly. So many people use she, her, um, he, him, but it could be they and them as well. Now, that's one sometimes that I struggle to get my head around in a sentence if somebody wants to be referred to as they, them. And it's important not to assume somebody's pronouns, gender or sexuality because of what they look like. Right. Just because somebody is femme presenting doesn't mean that they go by she, her as their pronouns. It's always best to have a conversation, have a conversation to save any confusion and to be respectful. Ask people what their pronouns are, especially if you're not sure. It's nothing to be embarrassed about by asking what someone likes to be referred to in their pronouns. Better to ask them, make assumptions and offend somebody or upset somebody because that's not how they want to be referred to. So it's really great for cis people, that's people who identify with the gender they were born with, uh, just as a reminder, it's really great for cis people to slowly start to get used to uh, asking people about their pronouns. It's a way of demonstrating for cis people to be an ally to the trans community. And you can do this by putting your pronouns in social media bios or email signatures. Absolutely, that's something that I've done now that I've got to understand the subject a little bit more. If you ever get an email from me or you see my profile on LinkedIn, you'll see that after my name, I have in brackets, um, she, her. That's how I, those are the pronouns that I identify with. And doing this starts to normalise the use of pronouns. The more that people do that, the less odd it becomes. And it becomes part of everyday acceptance and conversation, which I think is amazing. Uh, it also, uh, by normalising the use of those pronouns, means that the trans community are much less likely at being at risk of being singled out and being bullied. And the more we talk about it and ask people's pronouns, the more it becomes just a natural thing to do. And the more respected people's pronouns are, we all can be able to move away from outdated 
gender binary. That was probably a lot to take on board. (laughs) You might want to even listen to it again. And as I say, I hope you took lots of notes to get your head around some of those different but important pieces of language today. Uh, It certainly has been a challenge for me to be able to get all of those definitions out because it was so not my style today Uh, so I apologize if it was a little bit more difficult to listen to but so important that we set the foundation for what's to come I'm really excited about this series and uh, I'm so willing to be a little bit digital to make sure that we got the basics for the especially for the interviews we've got some amazing interviews that are coming up for you Uh, so Next week, we're going to look into the history of the LGBTQ plus community and also, uh, sadly, a lot of the discrimination that they faced and still face today in some parts of the world, definitely facing a lot of discrimination. So please do reach out today or in any of the episodes as we go through this mini-series. If you would like more information, if you would like a conversation, if you feel that you need support, Uh, please do reach out to me at tj.dow at sparktoyoursuccess.co.uk or via the website www.backontractteens.com. Do connect with us. I'm very happy to have a conversation and support you in the way that you need to be supported, whether you're a young person or a person uh, currently supporting a young person. And uh, especially if you feel that you're in that state of like a little bit confused about what to do for the best and, and where to go. And if we need to, we will put you through to experts in the matter, depending on what support you need, whether if that's above and beyond the coaching that we can give. So you have been listening to me, TJ Dow on a bit of a digital episode this week of the Sport to Your Success podcast. Until next week. Do go and get your head around some of those terminologies. Bye for now.